1: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go,
2: here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who did not get censured in the House of Representatives last night. Check it out. Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib getting called out by both parties for her anti-Semitic remarks. Get her out. Get her out of here. And she carried on. It was racist. It was anti-Palestinian and blah, blah, blah. Oh, shut up, woman. At least one vote went the Republicans way last night. Wow. Election night comes and goes at the state level. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Bottom line uh, as a show that calls balls and strikes. The Republicans. Woo. In my opinion, that sucked. Not a great night. We'll discuss it today. Eight. 888-788-9910 Eight eight seven eight eight nine nine one zero. If you want a piece of the action, a busy day. Cable News Super Hunk Sean Duffy's going to be here, coast the co-host of the Bottom Line on the Fox Business Network, and a former congressman who takes us inside this censorship push, as well as Tim Ryan. Now calling on Joe Biden to get out of the race. Biden's lost his marbles. Okay, Democrats getting pretty vocal. We'll get into that. We will also have a visit from Tennessee Representative Mark Green, as well as your fine self. All calls, text tweets, carrier pigeons. Welcome. Send them our way. There is no barrier for admission. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could be a furry. You could be a gold. I don't care what you identify as. Just don't be a... There it is. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, I am in a pretty chippy mood because I am one week away from flying down to Tennessee getting my hands on some barbecue. I am so hungry. Don't forget. Uh, Fox made me slim down for my stand-up special, and they've had that guy following me around that knocks the food out of my hands.
1: Put that cookie down, now!
2: Next week, we get down to Tennessee, and out come the plastic utensils. I am ready to go. It's Gonna be bad. Uh, if you are in the area or not in the area, the Fox Nation Patriot Awards, you can get tickets. You can come to live TV tapings of all your favorite Fox shows. You can watch me do stand-up. You can see handsome Pete Hegsath hosting it. Uh, Tickets are at foxnation.com slash patriot awards. If you want to come hang out at the Opryland Convention Center down in Nashville. It's actually a pretty cool experiment. It's basically like... A cable news petting zoo. They locked us all inside the same hotel with all of our fans, <laughs> opened up all the bars, and just let us run loose for 48 hours. This could be a problem. Uh, it was a, a lot of problems last year. All of them were glorious. So if you're in the area, uh, or not in the area, as I said, and you want to fly down to Nashville, it's such a stampeding herd of happiness, we'd love to see you there. Uh, It is Thursday night, November the 16th. It is the Fox Nation Patriot Awards. You can get tickets or get more information at foxnation.com slash patriot awards. And if that's not enough, Jimmy Fallon, I will be down in Florida next weekend, Friday night the 17th, Saturday night the 18th. I am at the Off the Hook Comedy Club Two tick, uh, two shows both nights. You can come hang out with me and Ryan Reese, and you can get rowdy. We're going to get tanked down in Naples.
1: Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well,
2: it's going to be a great way to go through Naples. So if you're in the area, Off the Hook Comedy Club, Friday night, November the 17th. Saturday night, November the 18th. Right now, of course, as the show gets underway, I am here with you. And uh, let's talk about this tonight. The third Republican debate is actually going down tonight. Does anybody care? The answer would be no. Nah, they don't. Nobody cares. Uh, Dana Perino was on the show yesterday. She co-moderated the last presidential debate. Stuart Varney was on the day before. He co-moderated that debate with her, uh, and they both said the same thing. Uh, Without Trump on the stage, you're not going to have the same wattage, number one. You're not going to have the opportunity for any of these candidates to really have a breakout moment because they're not landing a punch against the heavyweight champion. And what I mean by that is Nikki Haley and DeSantis are toe-to-toe right now. Uh, She is now leading DeSantis in most polls. Most people think she has a good shot to catch Trump. Wrong. I'm not saying she will. Okay, but I am telling you those moments that happen at presidential debates where someone has like an epic clapback or tells a joke, you know, does something that like really stands out and it goes viral the next day and it's the only thing we're talking about. Those moments usually happen because somebody lands a punch That's kind of like a shocking knockdown, or that's just kind of such a funny breakout character moment that we go, wow, I never knew that person in that light. Okay. You don't really see a lot of that when Haley's going at DeSantis or they're all going at Vivek for changing his stories every three feet or, you know, Chris Christie. Who at times does you know start talking about duck? do you remember when he was talking about Donald Duck? He's like, "I'm gonna if you don't debate me, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call you Donald Duck." That was embarrassing. It was terrible. Now, in Christie's defense, he was probably thinking of Peking King Duck.
3: That boy is a pig. Pig.
2: Just being silly. But the point is, absent Trump on the stage, it's going to be really hard for somebody to have a breakout moment. That being said, it is not on our air. Fox is not hosting this debate. But I am still imploring you to watch it, give it a go and check it out. And the only reason I say that is because as much time as you can get contrasting these candidates as possible is what I would request you to go acquire. And the reason I say it is because we want to get to a point next November, whether you're voting Republican, whether you're voting Democrat, whether you're voting independent, you like RFK Jr. I don't care, okay? I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. But I want you to wind up voting for something. I don't want you to vote against something. Meaning the reason the country is so screwed right now is a lot of people voted against Trump, okay? They didn't vote for Biden. Not a single solitary person looked at Biden and was like, no, no, This guy's got it under control. I agree with that. For real. Okay, nope. Not even the people on the ticket thought Biden knew what he was doing.
4: I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message.
2: Okay, but that being said, there was enough of a war waged against the character of Donald Trump that a lot of people went out and voted against Trump. They didn't necessarily vote for Biden. They just voted against Trump. Problem being is when you just vote against something, you're putting a vessel into the White House that hasn't been scrutinized. and is completely unmoored in the case of Joe Biden, a guy who abandoned every single principle he had ever adhered to as a politician, even the ones he espoused on the campaign trail. Don't ever forget, Joe Biden, who mandated the COVID vaccine, he mandated the vaccine, even after he said he wouldn't do it.
5: No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it to be mandatory.
2: Perhaps. Whoa, I don't think it'd be mandatory. I wouldn't make it mandatory. But what did he ultimately do? He mandated it. That's true. That is true. But before he mandated it, he also bashed it as being garbage.
6: Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us.
5: If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say put me, sign me up. Whoa. So uh, I guess we have some
2: issues. (laughs) No issues. They just completely abandoned that principle. On the campaign trail it was garbage. Then he got into office and was like, No, no, it's legit, it's good. You gotta take it, but I won't mandate it to ultimately he mandated it. Biden is a guy who is a traditional politician. And every single move he has made as president has been a response to the polls. He is not a guy out there, okay, as the president of the United States who leads the room. He is a guy who reads the room, you understand. That's why the White House, which was standing firm with Israel, saw their poll numbers fall with Muslims by 17 points and immediately ran out and issued a warning about Islamophobia, as everybody in the world is vowing to blow Jewish kids off the map at every college campus in the country— Okay, as we just saw a 69 year old man die at a protest in California over the weekend, a woman drive her car into a business where she thought the Jewish people were inside. We've seen so many physical acts of violence against the Jewish community. And what did the White House do? They warned us about Islamophobia. I mean, that
7: was absolutely dreadful. And I'm
2: not saying, okay, I'd be okay with Islamophobia. What I'm saying is that's not the issue right now. But they made that move because they were concerned about the political cost of not doing so. Okay, everything they've done in office is a response to the polls, it is a response to the media. And you have an empty vessel as a president in a guy like Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. But he is. Okay, he is. And this is the sad reality of right now. Okay, we're living in an America where people have somebody in office that none of them wanted to be president. They didn't care. It was just like anybody but that other thing. But the truth is we're now at a point where we don't have superficial luxuries. We can't elect or not elect a president based on how they behave on social media. Okay, that was luxury. Whether or not you like tweets about the cast of Saturday Night Live or a president calling Rosie O'Donnell a pig at 3 in the morning, yeah, it's unkempt. I wasn't a fan of most of it. i got to tell you the truth. But it was a superficial pursuit, okay? It wasn't a situation where we were compromised at the southern border like we are now, or the economy is, is teetering on the brink, inflation's at a 40-year high, and you got to turn tricks behind the gas station with 40 gallon of gas. Okay, that's where we find ourselves now, at the precipice of World War III, Because world leaders look at this country right now and don't respect what we have in the Oval Office.
5: We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to.
2: So when I tell you to watch a Republican debate tonight, I don't know that any of these people are going to be the nominee. I don't know that they're going to be the next president. But if you have the time to scrutinize them, to spend a little more time on them and get a feel for the character of the individual, as I try to give you whenever they come on these shows... Uh, you might come away with the opinion that you could vote for one of them. Even if they're not your first choice, you could vote for them. You might be voting for Trump. Okay, that might be the way you see this. But the bottom line is, in the off chance that he's not on the ballot, you're still going to need to vote. And you'd rather it be for something than against something. Because right now, just voting for the vote. Now! I'm not letting those guys win. I'm voting for Joe Biden. And that's what happened. And it was sold to us. But it was a garbage sale. Do you remember when Biden actually was sworn in as president? I don't
8: remember that ever
2: happening. But it did. And we clipped cable news that night just to give everybody a feel for how hard the media was selling us. On a guy who was often on the campaign trail, he would quit talking in the middle of a sentence because he was finished.
9: You know, the rapidly rising
2: in uh, um, uh, with uh With, uh, I don't know. Okay, that's who ran for president. And we were watching this on the campaign trail going, no, this guy's a mess. This guy, you know, there's no, he shouldn't be anywhere near the levers of power. But the minute he got sworn in, what did the media go out and do? They told us the adults were back in the room. (laughs) But that is what they told us. The adults are back in the room.
6: Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room.
2: It it seems as though we have a uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just
7: simply doing the work.
5: Really, the, the theme I would say is the adults are back.
7: Still,
4: it is a relief to have adults in charge.
10: Now we
2: have adults in the White
10: House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um,
4: There is a sense, I think, the world
2: over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's
11: glorious. (laughs) That was embarrassing.
2: We have an adult back in the room. Now, granted, he doesn't know what room he's in. But the point is, there's an adult in the room. But that's how this was sold. That's how Biden got across the finish line. So what I'm saying to you is, you know, you might not have any interest in this debate tonight. And it's not on our channel, so it doesn't benefit me to tell you to watch another channel. But I'm being upfront with you as someone who cares about the country. OK, you may be a Trump person and Trump isn't in that debate, so you don't care. And that's fine. But you should still get a feel for who's on the Republican ballot right now when primary season starts and caucus season starts. Because your alternative to whoever's on that stage tonight and whoever is not on that stage tonight is a guy by the name of Joe Biden. Biden sucks. He's not governing like our 46th president. He's voting like our last president. Now, polling tells us the Democrats want him off the ticket. Okay, it's coming from every high level operative. The David Axelrods of the world. Okay, Mark, the Mark Pens of the world, people who work closely with the Clintons. They're all out there saying, no, no, the guy's got to go. And the truth is, at some point, you may be waking up to an electoral reality where you're being asked not to vote for Trump or Biden because neither one of them is on the ticket. I would guarantee you, I'd bet anybody listening that they won't both be on the ticket. I would bet anyone listening anything that you're not going to see a Biden-Trump matchup. You're going to see either a much younger Democrat or maybe even a different Republican. But the point is, I need you to go to the election booth a year from today and vote for something. Because voting against something has got us where we are now. Adults are back in the room, but it's the type of adult where you need to take away their car keys because nobody's safe
1: with them anymore. The show that's not afraid to tell you the truth.
7: Not only are you not a very
1: nice person, you're also a slob. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to okay? You can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? NuGenix Total T. Testosterone Booster has Testofin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose. Everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231 dash 231 and enter the the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of new genix thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast it is absolutely free your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword jimmy it's two three one two three one, 231 and you enter the keyword jimmy texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may apply They're singing Take On Me by AHA as the Republicans get on stage tonight and battle it out to see who will take on Biden. Uh, I had a caller standing by who says it could be a member of tonight's lineup and that Trump won't be the nominee. Christine down in Houston, Texas. Christine, is that true? Yeah, well, I
3: have some feelings about that. Former Long Islander, though. Whoa, Jimmy. whoa. What hood? Yeah. Yeah, Uniondale. Remember Uniondale? Oh,
2: do I remember Uniondale? That's where all the good Hofstra bars are, girlfriend. You
3: got it. You got it. So, so did anyway. you form
2: this analysis after drinking nickel beers at McKeeb's, or is no, this okay? No, no, I just need to know.
3: Actually, I I listen to talk radio a lot, and oh, I'm forming the opinion right now be- of mm-hmm. that the polls are totally inflated. Ooh. Because if you look, what's happening to Trump and the Trump family, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Who's in control? Yep. And if you look at what happened in Kentucky and you look what happened in Virginia, the Dems are pushing it with money and, and people. And I feel that, you know, they would love Trump to be the nominee because mm-hmm. I really think they have the power to do it and the money to do it.
2: So you're, you're saying in the I, general I they Trump, like it. I mean,
3: yeah, that, I am a Trump supporter, but mm-hmm. I feel that, I feel that he, he, we, are being, we are being outfoxed
2: by the Democrats. Well, you might not be wrong. Um, Nikki Haley just released a statement. Now, obviously, she has a motivation to agree with you on this because she wants to be the nominee. But the data in her statement is accurate. She says, you know, and this is true, in the polls everybody keeps talking about about Trump beating Biden, he's beating Biden within the margin of error, whereas Nikki Haley is beating Biden in six out of six states, not five out of six states, and she's well beyond the margin. Bigger than that is she says Trump can't win the general and the Democrats want Trump to run. Now, you, like me, Christine, I've been making this point that the primary is not the general and you need to get a lot of females and independent voters to vote Trump. I don't know that the 91 indictments help him. So I don't know. I I don't know. You might you might be onto something, although you're about to get blasted on Truth Social for saying it.
3: Well, no, I just feel that, you know, at this point they they have look at the history even through the last election the polls were supposed to be trump trump even though it was they were kind of mm-hmm. he was a little ahead he wasn't ahead but biden won mm-hmm. and then look at the red wave we never had the red wave nope. why didn't we have the red wave nope. because they are organized they know how to spend their money they know how to get into into small towns and get those people out Yep. I mean, living in Houston here, it's, it's, been, it's a challenge, especially from Long Island. Coming yeah. down to Houston oh was heck. a big eye-opener, especially <laughs> in politics.
2: I bet. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. I think part of that problem, too, is Rona McDaniel, as the party chair, keeps underachieving. So I am nominating you. I don't know that oh, you'll I get agree. the
3: gig. I agree. Well, We've had discussions I, yes, about that. I know. and I.
2: And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose you in five seconds, but you're going to get a call from the RNC, Christine. You're running the party now. Congrats. Get to work. Whoa! Over here between commercial breaks, recording promos. Cause we got a lot of we got a lot of traveling to do, girlfriend. Uh, heading back to East Texas, Texas, Music City, Grill and Smokehouse, Saturday, December the 9th from 3 to 5 p.m. Myself and a couple of special guests are flying into Dallas, hitting the buckies. And then heading on down to Tyler to get rowdy. So if you're in the area, anywhere in East Texas, come hang out with us. It's the Texas Music City Grill and Smokehouse, Saturday, December the 9th. And you're welcome to come tailgate with us at the Cowboys-Eagles game on Sunday. But I'm telling you now, it's going to be a bad situation. (laughs) We are going in. Uh, That one's me, my brother Mike, and my son Lincoln are going to see the Cowboys against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Could probably get there early. The Cowboys might let us play at this point. The way they've been performing in the fourth quarter. (laughs) I'm just talking some smack. But right now I'm on the radio doing my actual job. Uh, I am not a professional drinker, although I have been known to behave like one on the weekends. Uh, Steve is down in Pensacola Beach, Florida. Yo, Steve. Yemeni and the boys,
0: great to be with you again. I I can just tell you, as you hear these uh, Apache helicopters Mm. come in behind me, it's just amazing. Uh, That's what the Republican Party needs, not only with the midterms, but Mm. now just... This the the issue of abortion, and mm-hmm. I'm a I mean I'm a I'm a pro life guy, mm-hmm. but I just I, I have seen this issue since I was a kid, mm-hmm. since I started voting. I mean at 18, I knew it was a divisive issue. I didn't know anything about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean I I really didn't know what it was all about, but now it's so ingrained into our parties that the Republican Party has not been able to change. And Christine, that last caller, Mm -hmm. even though I would give a million dollars to see the reactions of people in Houston, Texas, with that accent. But, (laughs) uh, I mean, she she was absolutely correct. I mean, it's, you know, it's very difficult. Ron McDonald needs to step down Mm -hmm. and we need new leadership. And you can do that just like. If Biden, I do not think he's going to make the ticket.
10: Nope.
0: But, I, again, if we don't get our crap together, we're going to lose again. I know. And it's it's obviously – it's clearly evident that we have no ability – Alabama, super majorities in the House and the Senate and the governorship. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Florida. Even though that we're successful in these states, we have a tendency to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory every time.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating. Like, Ronna McDaniel, I would love to hear her answer for this because they've basically lost... Every election (laughs) going back four years now, if you're counting 2020, you're counting Trump midterms, you're counting the red wave, you're counting last night. As a party, they haven't done a good job of turning out the vote. But what's happening is, and this is the part that drives me nuts, is that the tippy top of the party, as much as they want to win, they also want to fundraise. And because Rona's good at fundraising, nobody wants to get rid of her. Nobody wants to fundamentally change the way the party's operating, which means they can continue to lose elections as long as the money continues Continues to come in. But I think there's a reckoning because the country's at a point right now where, you know, go along to get along for the lobbyist money isn't really a sustainable business model for either party because the country's a mess. So I do think we need a change in leadership at the top. Would you swap out Rona McDaniel if you could?
0: Absolutely. And listen, as a, you know, I was elected as a city councilman in in Mobile, Alabama, and I was a Juneau Beach boy.
2: Mm
11: -hmm.
0: I was only there for two years. I had to work my rear end off. Then I became a county commissioner. I was still not trusted because I came from South Florida and up, you know, Mm -hmm. you you only get elected in Alabama if you're born underneath an oak tree. (laughs) But the deal is, we don't have workers anymore. We have people that are rich. No disrespect to Mm -hmm. being rich. I Mm -hmm. love people who are rich. And work their ass
11: yep, yep, for I got it.
0: You. but the deal is they got to work the street they got to walk door to door they have to go meet and greet people the common people and we're just we do it through fundraising just like you said we do it through television there's no politicians and we have no bench Mm-hmm. including the chairman of the Republican Party that knows how to go out there and greet people. The same reason that DeSantis has issues with his personality and God bless him, great governor. We love him. Mm-hmm. But he has to you gotta have a little sex appeal. Yep. You know, are we allowed to say that anymore? I mean
2: Go for, it. <laughs> Go for it! I've pulled the goalie on this show. I quit trying a long time ago. Just yeah, you do what you got to do, man. Uh, there's a war going on. It's like if people want to censor our speech now, it's like it's it just it just seems like the wrong battle to be fighting. Some pun intended. So I'm with you. Sex appeal all the, the way. Greatest. We need an OnlyFans account out of this next candidate. Whatever it takes. Get going, Steve- Amen to that. <laughs> Brilliant analysis as always. Thanks, brother. The great Stephen Pensacola Beach, Florida. Now. When he says sex appeal, he's not wrong, okay? I'm not saying we got to go full Kardashian and put out an actual sex tape.
0: Hubba, hubba.
2: But I do mean retail politics is eluding the Republican Party. They don't have a way to make their message sexy. Like the Democrats suck, which is true right now in terms of how they've governed. It doesn't necessarily make the case that your policies would be better. Now, the Republicans have better messengers in the party now in the sense that they're getting younger and hipper with the Byron Donalds of the world and guys that come on the show and are fun like Kat Kamick, you know, that Wesley Hunt, you know, guys that are fun that can come on and be human, you know, and give you a person to go with the politics. But the truth is the Democrats are, for whatever reason, are better at turning out the vote. And that's the one reason why Biden is not completely out of it. Like, could he govern again For four more years, if he gets elected president, the answer would be no, no chance. He's not in any capacity to govern now. He really isn't. But that doesn't mean his party leaders are against running him a second time, because understand, if you have an incapacitated president, the less power he has, the more power the bureaucrats have behind the scenes. And that's what they're actually after. Correct. The mundo. like everything you think is a weakness for Biden, like guys out of it. He doesn't know where he is. They love that. They don't mind embarrassing the country on the world stage, getting a president who shows up to a disaster area and goes, I know what you're going through. We had a microwave fire. I almost lost my cat. Well, 800 people are missing in Maui. You know, they don't mind that. And we get laughed at, and he keeps telling the, the Amtrak story. He told it twice. He told it twice in one day on Monday.
4: We have a president that is clearly
2: not all there. It, but understand this. It's a story that's been debunked. 12 separate times during his presidency by CNN alone. CNN is the worst. Fine, but they're not exactly MAGA monthly, okay? If they're debunking a Biden story, it's because it's so demonstrably false, they'll look ridiculous even by their own standards, assuming they have some. Okay, but the bureaucrats in Washington don't care about making that the face of our country. They limit his exposure. They run a prevent defense. Send him out there in front of a teleprompter for two minutes a week. Keep his schedule light and you guys do whatever the hell you want behind the scenes. That's the gamble, okay, that they're willing to take right now with the direction of our country. The internal debate that's happening behind the scenes is whether or not they can effectively pull it off a second time. The poll numbers tell you that he can't do it, okay. no matter how much they tell you Biden is with it and he's sharp as a tack and he's got it. You don't understand. Hardest working guy we've ever seen. Come on, don't bullshit. Okay, Tim Ryan is a former Democratic congressman. Okay, a guy who endorsed Joe Biden, and I think up until yesterday remained pretty close to Joe Biden. Here's his take on 2024, clip three.
0: The whole country wants to move on. And I I think that it would be uh, the right thing to do for the president to not run. What's in the best interest of the country here? And I, I don't mean to be so frank. I love Joe Biden. He's done a great service to this country, but now it's time for us to just take the next step.
2: Oh, come on, man. But that's what he's saying. CNN's saying the same thing. Here's David Challey and CNN's political director. Uh, clip one.
7: The country has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According to our latest CNN poll conducted by a national poll uh, gives us this snapshot in time. Biden's approval rating is 39% in our poll, 61% disapprove of the job he's doing look at it by party you see that even among his fellow Democrats he's only at 77 percent approval in this poll only a third of independents approve of the job he's doing
2: I mean wow you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier he's but he's not a lying dog-faced pony soldier (laughs) 61 percent disapprove Okay, and there's a bigger number than that, which is that 76% of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. Here's Rick Klein at ABC, clip seven. Voters are just plain frustrated across the board. 76% of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Only 23%, less than a quarter of the country, say that we're headed on the right track. And the issues that are animating voters' frustration, it's almost unspeakably vast and broad. Economy, 74% of Americans say it's very important to them personally. 69% say the same about inflation. Those are issues in our poll that tend to favor Republicans. Voters say they trust Republicans more than Democrats on those issues. I mean, they're not wrong. OK, the voters do trust Republicans more than Democrats with the most primal issues. And the truth is people in the media really want to win this election. OK, they like being in control and they really, really, really want to sell out for whoever the Democratic nominee is. That includes Biden. So remember this. Just time stamp this moment in your brain. OK, they don't want him on the ticket because they don't think he can win. That being said, if he winds up on the ticket, oh, they are all in. Okay. What they're essentially trying to do right now is call balls and strikes. Nobody likes them. Country's heading in the wrong direction. It's time for him to go. And the reason they're doing that is they're trying to claw back some of the credibility they lost over the last five years. So when it comes time to show for whoever the next nominee happens to be, they can go all in. And some people who've been following them day to day go, well, you know, they They did bash a Democrat in Biden, so clearly they're pretty impartial over at CNN.
12: People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb
2: bastards. But that's what they're going for. They want you to believe, well, no, no, look, they they criticized Biden. Yeah, when they thought he was about to get off the ticket. But understand, if Biden gets back on this ticket, they're going to go all in. And all they're going to have to do is go with the, well, anyone's better than whoever this white supremacist Republican is. Well, it's an Indian woman. Well, she's a white supremacist, too. Believe me, they're going to try it. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But that is the playbook. OK, so if Biden winds up being the nominee, all the people that are trashing him right now in the, in the liberal media will turn around and endorse him. and It's oh, always fine. You know, the polls were a little banged up, but they were banged up for Obama when he was an incumbent. The only difference is Obama was one hundred and seventy five years younger than Joe Biden was at the time. So like it is. OK, he had that going for him and he was trendy. OK, wasn't particularly good president. Don't be thick, All right. No, but be clear. OK, the guy gave 50 billion dollars in cash assets to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That's stupid. Use your <laughs> common sense. It really is. But you know what? That was in his second term. So he got by Mitt Romney and his mom jeans uh, with the help of Joe Biden who famously said that if Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan won, he told a black college at Howard University that Mitt Romney was going to put them back in chains. What the hell did you just say? That's what he said. Could you imagine Joe Biden? But that's, you know, let's not act like he hasn't been willing to go there in terms of racial gaslighting. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? But the problem is it's going to take more to win an election right now than calling Republicans racist. Because calling Republicans racist doesn't secure the border, it doesn't lower inflation, it doesn't lower the price of gas, and it doesn't get Congress to keep selling out our country while they ship billions of dollars overseas. And it's not to say you shouldn't support Israel. It's not to say that you can't support Ukraine. But we're not getting an accounting of any single solitary dollar going to Ukraine. Whenever we ask, we just get screamed at and told we must be puppets of Vladimir Putin. I think he's got a point. And the point is, all of that spending... Okay, whether it's on the level or not, is coming at the expense of a lot of needs here that have been abandoned under the current president. So the Democrats aren't going to get by just by going, well, the other guys are racist. Okay, they're going to have to, you know, put out a formidable candidate. They don't have one right now in Joe Biden, and they know that. Okay, the challenge for Republicans, knowing how inept the party is, as a whole, okay, understand the Repo- republicans were supposed to win in the midterms in what was called a red wave. We're gonna have a red wave in the midterms, <laughs> didn't come close, they didn't take back the senate as everyone predicted, and they barely hung on to the house. You gotta do better than that. But did they change leadership at the top of the party after that spectacular underachievement? The answer would be no, okay, last night. They lost overwhelming control of the state legislature in Virginia. If you're listening on WNIS, you probably heard me on the radio last night doing a guest spot. Okay, we went into that with measured hopes. Okay, we know the voting history of the state of Virginia, but we know Glenn Youngkin is a pretty popular guy. Managed to flip the state and beat Terry McAuliffe last time around. But lo and behold, last night was not the result anybody was looking for. And the point I'm trying to make, and Christina as a caller alluded to this earlier, is if the Republicans are going to win this thing, OK, it's all about the candidate. OK, the party itself is terrible. They say nice things. Democrats, bad. Anti-Semitism, bad. Secure the border, bad. OK, but none of it's actually getting done. OK, and at a party level, they're good at fundraising. They're bad at winning elections. So if they're going to win this thing, they do need a candidate who appeals to independents, who appeals to women, who will, in fact, boost voter turnout in a way that a lot of these lackluster, you know, lower level candidates haven't done in the midterm races or in last night's race. So I'm not telling you Trump can't be the nominee. I'm not telling you it can't be somebody on the GOP debate stage tonight. But what I am telling you is whoever is going to win this thing is going to have to make a lot of plays all on their own because the party as a whole is terrible.
13: What can I tell you,
0: kid?
1: You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's the fastest part of your workday. Wow, you're pretty quick for a big guy. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Taylor. I'm Going to get back to the phones. Dawn is out in Battle Creek, Michigan. Yo, Dawn.
6: Yo, Jimmy. How you doing, girlfriend? Hey,
2: girl. Uh, I'm, it's under control, but I, I needed your energy, so take it away. What do you know?
6: <laughs> All right, so when you were talking about people voting against something instead of for something, mm-hmm. people are voting against a total abortion ban. I'm pro-life, but I realize that uh, women are going to vote against they're going to vote for their freedom yep. and that's what people have been coming out to vote for and we saw it in michigan last year we saw it in ohio last night nikki haley nailed it when she said at one of the um one of the debates that we need to take the emotion out of this we need to make this not be we need to humanize it and yep. make this not be our focus and that's The Dems have it because they're making the focus on that, and they know that will bring people out to vote. We need to just – you know.
2: Can I tell you something? That is her biggest advantage in the general election is if the Republicans have a woman at the top of the ticket that can articulate the abortion message that she did. That's a lot more formidable than anybody realizes. Like I'm not – yeah, and I'm not saying she's going to get the nomination, but if she were to get the nomination, she would beat Biden in a landslide. Like she'd probably win 43 states. And yeah. I don't think people realize the real choice within the Republican Party is not who you like better; it's how bad do you want to win this election? Because exactly. I, I I get it. I know Trump's more popular, but I'm like one of the very few people in talk radio that's just being honest. Like I'm not being like a rhino. I'm just telling you: you could like Trump as much as you want, you can't win without those other people liking him too. You know exactly. do on. Yeah, know. and we
6: gotta we gotta make the, it so the issue is not voting against. Yep. The abortion that, you
2: know, no, you spot that's it.
6: the main problem with a lot of with a lot of what's going oh, on.
2: Oh, no, definitely. That was that's been the down ballot issue. That's what that's what swung the midterms. That's what swung last night. So you get it. You should have a job as a pundit, Dawn. Let's go. Get down the hair and makeup. We'll see you on the TV. We're back after this.
1: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: Oh, look who made it back into the studio. It's your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America. we got a lot going on. Tennessee Representative Mark Green is going to stop by. Erica Donalds in the house, Byron Donald's wife, to talk about an education initiative. Uh, and we, of course, will get into it with Sean Duffy, former congressman from the great state of Wisconsin. And, of course, your calls, text tweets, carrier pigeons, even smoke signals, if Elizabeth Warren happens to be listening. You're all welcome. It's uh, an all-skate here on Fox Across America. Freedom! That is right. Not a not a conservative talk show. An American talk show. And right now we're talking about the American elections that took place across the country last night. 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on them. Um, Long and short of it is it was a colossal underachievement for Republicans yet again. They're very bad at winning elections as a a party, and a lot of it does make its way back to the abortion issue. Okay, Nikki Haley is the one Republican we've heard get out there and articulate a message that does appeal with women in independence. And what I mean by that is she is in favor of a very limited window of access to abortion, very similar to what our allies in Europe have around the globe. Okay, maybe a 15-week cutoff, an exemption in instances of, you know, rape or incest, or if the mother's life is in danger. I know a lot of pro-life people listening go, hell no, there should be, you know, no exceptions for anything. You can't abort a baby, choose adoption. I get that that's your position. But in order to win an election, do you understand, you do need to curry favor with people who don't agree with you. We need a certain percentage of people that can meet in the middle Okay, people who want abortion to be what it was sold to us as, which is safe, legal and rare. That was the selling point when they legalized abortion, safe, legal and rare. What we're dealing with now is infanticide. We're dealing with very common. They celebrate it now like it's women's empowerment. No, I'm not going to be bogged down by a baby. I want to go spend the rest of my life in a cubicle somewhere. My career, that's supposed to define me, right? And the answer is no, it's wrong. I can tell you as I sit here every day. If you listen to me on the radio, okay, this is the coolest thing I ever could have done with in my life. I was a stand, I was a stand-up comic. I was driving a cab, and obviously, you always want more exposure for your comedy career, and you want to do better gigs. Well, I'm doing better gigs, doing amazing gigs. I'm in theaters all over the country, okay, massive thing. I'll, I'll tell you all about them. We're about to launch nine new dates for the beginning of uh, 2024. But the point is, okay, having done all of this, what do I talk about every day on this nationally syndicated talk show? I used to drive around in a taxi for 84 hours a week, listening to nationally syndicated talk shows, somehow through the grace of God, I'm actually hosting one, okay? And what do I talk about every damn day when I get on the show? I talk about my kid. Bingo. Okay? Your career does not define you, even if your career is wildly successful, even if your career is a flaming disaster. If you have a good relationship with your kids and your family and you know how to have fun, you're winning. You're winning in life no matter what your career happens to be doing at the time. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So I was winning as a cab driver because we were laughing our asses off every night uh, in our house, me, Jenny, and Lincoln. And I'd certainly be winning now. Okay, and it would seem as if my career might be on the upswing, uh, professionally, on paper anyway. But the things that define who you are and your experience in this life, it's not get rid of a baby So you can go claim to be empowered in a cubicle somewhere, working yourself to death, okay? And you can take whatever pursuit you want. But the point is, a lot of people on the left have repurposed the abortion issue as an attack on women. Now, the truth is, abortion has always been an attack on babies, okay? That's straight up. But getting past that for a second, when they overturned Roe v.ersus Wade, they didn't ban abortion, per se, They sent it back to the states where the states could individually vote on how much access they were willing to permit. Okay, in the great state of Ohio, where Jenny comes from, they had it on the ballot last night, and the state voted in favor of abortion access. Guess what? It's here to stay. doesn't mean you have to like it, but it means if you're a Republican Party that wants to win national elections, okay, if you're not winning local elections because of the abortion window uh, issue, guess what? There's no chance you're going to win national elections. OK, this is an issue that turns Democrats out. I understand Republicans are passionate about it, too, but not in the numbers that Democrats are. So the meet me halfway is you provide a very sensible and limited access to abortion politically. OK, if you're just, you know, pro-life, no matter what, I get it, stand your ground. But in terms of having the ability to change that issue, you don't actually have it. You don't. Okay, and I'm just leveling with you. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero whether you agree, whether you disagree. Daniel is in El Paso, Texas. He knows things. Yo, Daniel.
8: Hey Jimmy, let me say it's an honor, buddy. Oh this is your pal that's a truck driver, but I was the guy driving a cab in Vegas 100% disabled vet. I'm begging for 52 seconds. If you'll grace me, I'll go to a minute and seven. Take it away. Now, I, I love it. analogies a lot. I love your analogies. And here, America was the king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And we're now the, the uh, gazelle or the, what do you call it? The black and white one? <laughs> the zebra? That's, all torn up. That's Biden. Okay? <laughs> but what I really want to say is, the Democrats, they're very good at using abortion. Oh, my God, they're taking abortion. Ray, Roe versus Wade overturned, mm-hmm. just like they're doing with the Palestine, all the kids in college. Eighty-five percent, 85.5, could not find Palestine on a map because they don't know where Israel is, okay? Yep. So my point is that they're good at that. Mm-hmm. So they're always saying that Demo- you know, Republicans are the dumb and uneducated. But they, they get these kids that are blind and tell them, oh, abortion's being taken away. It just went to the states. Yeah. So I, I love you. And I want to say this on a personal note because mm-hmm. I've just been listening to you. You make my day. When you say everywhere across America, I'm in a different place as a truck driver <laughs> every single day wow. When the, at the seven minutes after, whether it's 8.07, 9.07, 10.07, mm-hmm. when you come on and – here we go, here we go. Makes my day. I absolutely love it, bro. I mean as a person. Ah oh, damn. When you just said that about your kid, yeah. Whether you make a great career or not, what you said about your kid, I sacrificed twenty seven years away from my kid as a merchant marine mm. for the government, a truck driver, but they had a better life. But yep. I, I honor you for saying that and I think I want you for vice president. Trump's gonna win. <laughs> Whoa Trump's gonna win. You know why? Yeah because we need somebody who can stand up. We need a baller, a shot caller. Yep. Okay. I love Nikki. Haley. Daily. bright sweet, all the right answers uh, China and, and, and Putin they're not shaking in their boots. no okay? they're uh, not shaking in their boots. Fair. Okay? I love you I mean that bro I, I love I you more that. I need you, I need you to love I want you to love me Vice on a presidential president. level but though next time. up the stadiums Vice president Jimmy Fallon. I'm not even talking. <laughs> God bless you. you're
2: the best Daniel. We'll do it again. This was epic. this was amazing How about Daniel? Says, I could be the vice president. Daniel doesn't understand that there is a background check if you want to be vice president. And uh, that can't be good. Not for a guy like me. I would like him to say president, though. I mean, I mean, he says, you know, Trump should be the president. I should be the vice president. I should be the president. Wrong. I mean, if you're going to call up and say the nice stuff, Daniel, I kid. And uh, thank you uh, for sacrificing so much for this country as a merchant marine. And thank you for getting it. I will tell you this every day on the abortion issue, every day. No matter what I'm doing, if I have a 22-hour workday, normal, it's very common. Like right now, things are a little, you know, a little easier. Right now, there's a war going on. There's not as much TV for me to do because they don't want me making balloon animals and doing card tricks while people are dying. Which I respect that you have to have reverence for what we're dealing with. But understand, in a lot of these normal days for the past two or three years, like I, you know, I will work like an 18-hour, 20-hour day a lot of days, you know, and you know, working on a lot of projects and stand up and everything else, and it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, but I always get. Through it and never feel it because I know somewhere in the world Lincoln's having a good time. He's playing with his friends, he's at football practice, he's running around with his grandparents, either here or in Ohio. And uh, you're happy. You feel fulfilled because, you know, your kids are doing well. And I can just tell you this. There is no greater joy than raising a child that, you know, is a positive contributor to the universe. It's the most rewarding thing you can do. So when they get out there and weaponize abortion is like this must have item for a woman to find happiness and fulfillment. No, it's not. It's all about narcissism. It's all about your personal circumstance, your personal life. It's not about putting something ahead of you. It's not living for a cause bigger than your own. If I didn't have a kid, you know what I would be doing right now? Eating, (laughs) bottoming out in La Quinta, getting ready to open for some guy you've never heard of probably with a drinking problem and a lot of debt to a bookie. Having a kid forced me to be a better, more accountable, assertive person. Day in, day out, you're making decisions that affect people other than yourself, so get your life together. That's the advantage. But what a lot of the the, the sale is on the Democratic side is this is some sort of empowerment. And whether you think so or not, and I don't, it's still an effective message because they've catered to people's narcissism, and they do turn out to vote based on that issue. And that's ultimately what's happening. Daniel's down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. He's got a take. Yo, Daniel. Hey. My man.
10: Hey, good to hear from you. Good awesome. to talk to you. You too, brother. Listen, on this abortion issue, mm-hmm. Jimmy, we had, my wife and I have eight kids, and one that's of them you. is adopted. hmm if the adoption process was easier mm-hmm. and not so expensive agreed it would probably be more popular
2: yep uh, i i i don't doubt that there's a lot of things that could be do that could be done um to increase the odds of people choosing life like i agree with that 100% but part of implementing those things means getting into power and having the wherewithal to do it And that's where I just think the Republicans would be smart if they all like universally called for a very limited access. You know, when you get out there and say you're flat out going to ban it, that, again, whether we like it or not, sounds like the government telling people what they can and can't do. And we all yelled when they mandated a vaccine. uh, People look at this as the reverse of that. But I agree with you.
10: I I understand that. But anybody can go out there and have a child, but somebody that can't Mm -hmm. or or wants to adopt. Yep. This, the The red tape and the amount of money that we spent mm-hmm. and the amount of people that had to inspect my house and yeah. okay you guys are financially i mean yep. you know what we had to go through yep. to adopt a child, and then anybody can just go out there and have one or get mm-hmm. rid of one or yeah, it's terrible. whatever they want to do yep we had there there's got to be some kind of uh, medium, and some kind of regulation.
2: I agree with that. I mean, listen, the more the more easily, you know, part of that is making sure the kid goes somewhere safe and, and with a family that wants them and can provide for them. So I get the g- good intention behind it, but you're right to say the process needs to be more streamlined, and it needs to be a lot more accessible. If we're going to work this hard to make death accessible for women, maybe we should be making life accessible. I think you got a brilliant point there. So Hey,
10: you just, you summed it up for me. I was trying to get it out, but That's exactly what I was trying to say, Jimmy. Thank you for doing that. My man,
2: Daniel. Thank you for the call, brother. Uh, There he goes. And that's the truth. Okay, and that might be the message the Republican Party is looking for when it comes to abortion. Yes, women have a right to a limited window of abortion. That being said, as a party, you could fancy yourself as the people who are going to work just as hard to provide life as the Democrats do to provide death. Because that's what abortion ultimately is. And it's not to say, you're my enemy if you have one. How dare you? I get it, man. It's life. It's circumstantial. We're humans. We make decisions influenced by circumstance. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to think beyond the moment. You know, sometimes, you know, you make a decision that might even have been the right one if you had an abortion. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know your personal circumstance. All I'm saying is, okay, when it comes to this issue and it comes to elections— there are so many issues the Republicans are better than the Democrats on. They're better on the border. Every voter says so if you look at the polls. They're better on crime. Every voter says so. They're better on the, on the economy. They're better on inflation. They're better on foreign policy. Yet the Democrats are somehow winning elections right now on the statewide races because they're effectively selling the issue of abortion. So you understand if the Republicans can kind of carve out a reasonable stance and then, yes, get to work on expediting the ways people can actually choose life, then they can start winning those elections in spite of the deficit they're at when it comes to abortion. And we can have people in power that are better on the border, the economy, foreign policy, and crime and safety. Because I don't know if you've looked around lately, okay? The Democrats might be winning, per se, when it comes to abortion, but as far as the conditions in the country goes, we're all losing. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
1: He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help. We all know somewhere underneath all of that bright color, there's a man who's not right. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888 788-9910. 789910. We got a lot going on. Tennessee representative Mark Green is coming by. Erica Donald will be here as well. We're going to get back to your calls and texts and everything in between. Ezra is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yo, Ezra. Good afternoon, James. How how's everything? Good. Yeah, I guess, so, man. You make make some sense here. Take it away.
12: Well, uh, it's driving me crazy because I try to be sensical about mm-hmm. the whole thing. So on the abortion issue, mm-hmm. you know, it's a horrible decision for people to have to make. Mm-hmm. But if we, the Republicans remain extreme of no abortion versus the Democrats extreme of in eight states, you can have abortion on its birthday. Mm-hmm. Why don't the Republicans do what the Democrats do? Say we will make it in four months, get elected. And then lie about it, and then do whatever they want later. <laughs> second thing, it, well, you know what I mean. That's what Democrats. You're not say. wrong.
9: You're well, not wrong.
12: Second, mm-hmm. All right. Second thing I'm not going to be wrong about is legalizing weed. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Ohio passed a ballot initiative to legalize recreational weed. Mm-hmm. That brings the total of electoral votes of states that have recreational legalizing it to 287, mm-hmm. and for context, 270 wins the presidential election. Yep. So. Say they're going to legalize it, get all those basement dwellers out to go and vote for the best choice and mm-hmm. take that off the ballot as, as a deal killer, too. What yeah. do you think?
2: No, I, I listen, I get that it'd be a little devious, but that is politics in a nutshell. And right. It, you know, that, right. that's reality. And it's yep. – It is now. The thing is, whoever – and this is what I think Trump might even do if he's the nominee. I think if Trump's the nominee, Haley will be his VP. They realize they need somebody – who can articulate their message on abortion. That's a little more palatable than what we have now. Right.
1: So well, let me
12: bring up one more point yep. if I can. Mm-hmm. The irony is, is that the Democrats um, are against are, are for abortion. Republicans, in a Christian sense, are strictly against it. What What the Republicans are actually doing is letting the Democrats outpopulate them if they stop all abortions. Yep. So can you pass a law that says only Democrats can? And let's, do some <laughs> post-partum, let's do some postpartum abortions and go get rid of Nancy Pelosi and the squad.
2: Oh, wow, Ezra. All right. This is getting was- chippy. Brilliant analysis as yeah. always. We'll do it again. Thanks. All right, bye. My man. Michael is down in Van Zandt, Texas. Michael.
7: Hey Jimmy, it sounds like it's uh, truck driver hour. A shout out to all my fellow truck
2: drivers out there keeping <laughs> America moving. How you doing, buddy? I'm 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 <laughs> damn good, and you're always good for morale. What's the word out on the streets by you?
7: Oh, you know, oh, it's, it's beautiful out here in Texas. It's not 115 degrees anymore. A lovely 80 degrees. Oh, it's fantastic out here. But hey, I've got an update uh, on a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell your listeners if they're in Florida. Driving on I-75 North, mm-hmm. just south of Lake City, Florida. Look on the right, and who will you see on a huge billboard? But uh, the lovely and talented Kat Kamik on a big old billboard saying "Re-elect our representative." Whoa. So make sure you look for Kat's billboard in Florida. It's uh, fantastic.
2: Oh, that's hot! I gotta check. I gotta check that out. Uh, I'll tell Kamut yeah. next time she's on the show. Um, I'm going to lose you in 30 seconds to a commercial break, uh, but thank you. You don't always give us a lot of, like, road monuments and stuff to look forward to. We could start a scavenger hunt on this show.
7: Hey, I'm on my way to Miami. I'm going to see if I can get you a picture of that thing, buddy. I Hot damn. i best, okay? All right. We love a
2: good souvenir, Michael. Be well, girlfriend. I'll see you soon. There he goes, the great Michael. And there we go. Back with Tennessee Representative Mark Green after this on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, fired up to talk to this next guest, superstar representative in Congress. Although I'm going to be honest, although I like a lot of his ideas, anytime I hear somebody from Tennessee, I just think about barbecue. Uh, representative Mark Green is here to try to get my mind back on the issues. Hey, man, how are you?
9: Hey, it's great to have, uh, be on the show with you, man.
2: Thanks. Yes. Great. Uh, from here, here to four, you are Mark Meat and Three Green because I just want to eat barbecue. Yeah.
9: I love it, and, and you know we have the best barbecue in the country there in Tennessee. So come on anytime.
2: Thank you. We'll be in. Na- we're actually going to be in Nashville next week. We have the Patriot Awards down at the Grand Old Opry. And yeah, uh, I'll be there. I'll, oh, get out! Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll get some you and me. Yeah. You can't miss me because they have a shock collar around me, so I don't eat too much for TV. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
1: that's
2: awesome. Yeah, if you hear a buzzing sound, uh, that's usually me getting in <laughs> trouble with wardrobe. Um, good development in Congress yesterday. Uh, I, I assume you were on board with censuring Rashida Talib.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Uh and, and one, it needed to be done and two, it really put uh the folks across the aisle in uh in a great place to define where they are on this issue and where they are in support of uh Israel and uh so I I was shocked that only twenty two yeah. I think it was twenty two of them joined mm-hmm. us. Um but, but that's okay if they want to tell America that uh they don't that they're okay with uh members of Congress and their party uh, calling for the destruction of Israel, you know, from the river to the sea. That basically means the destruction of Israel. Yep. Um, you know. Okay,
2: it's crazy, but you could see what they're basically doing there in terms of the people who didn't come along for the ride. Is they're acknowledging that there is some anti-Semitism in the party that you know they don't want to lose the vote, and I, you know, on principle, I think they'd be willing to, but they are not. Um, It's fascinating because I think that spills into a lot of issues. Like for instance, the border is a good example of that. People know you have to secure the border, but somehow they spun that as like a race issue during Trump's term, and uh, a lot of Democrats actively voted. Against something that I mean, you'd have to argue it's harmed pretty much every state in the country at this point. No,
9: well, no doubt, and you've got Democrat uh, blue cities and uh, you know Mayor Adams and and Democrat states. The the governor of Massachusetts calling it a crisis now, calling it a humanitarian crisis. Of course, they're begging for more money, which interestingly enough would only. Uh, continue to incentivize people to come to the United States in this mass wave, but mm-hmm. um, they, they're at least acknowledging that it's a, a tragedy. Uh, and we've had them do it on the committee. We've actually had de- Democrat members of the committee on Homeland Security, which I chair, uh, admit that it's a humanitarian crisis, that it's uh, out of control, and and we even had one admit that the cartels had control of the border, which was you know yeah that- a huge move of the needle.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, especially when you realize, as you do, you know, we're, we're in the middle of this conflict over in the Middle East where a lot of people uh, wish us a lot of ill will. I mean, you're a combat veteran. You've seen it firsthand. Uh, wouldn't you say they've kind of been derelict in their duty to protect this country? Like when you hear something like 600,000 gotaways at the southern border, we have no way of quantifying what's in that pile of people.
9: Yeah, and that was just this year. Since Mm -hmm. this president's been in office, it's 1.7 million. And there is no guarantees who's in that group. And when you can turn yourself into Border Patrol and get released immediately and paroled into the country, why wouldn't you just go straight to a Border Patrol agent? Yep. And those who aren't have got to have have some nefarious purposes.
2: Yeah, that's the part that's crazy. It's like they've turned the border. You know, when I was young, there was always like the one college bar that didn't check ID. And once the word got out, right, once the word got out that they didn't check ID, everyone showed up because they knew they would get in. Exactly.
9: And I got to use that analogy in committee. That's that's brilliant.
2: That's that's where we are now. It's it's nickel beer night. You can get in if you're 18. So guess what? There's a line (laughs) around the building. Joe Biden's America, ladies and gentlemen. So crazy. I got
9: America's coming uh, to the committee next week on the 15th. And that's exactly what I'm going to (laughs) say.
2: They haven't. I don't don't even I don't even need credit. I just think I just think it needs to be said. I think I'd get more value out of you saying it. Uh, than anything but again as a as a guy who is a combat veteran you know it's so important to project strength on the world stage but i don't know that you can do it if you're not projecting strength at home because leaving your border open i don't i don't think that's strength how could they spin it as is anything else you know the the
9: problem jimmy these guys don't know the good guy from the bad guy and and you talk about the world stage cutting a deal for five people giving iran six billion trying to do a deal with iran you know leaving billions of dollars worth of equipment to Afghanistan, stair-stepping the stuff that's done in Ukraine, on our border basically partnering with the cartels to facilitate their massive billions of dollars that they're making, trafficking human beings, streeting uh, hard criminals, yet uh, vilifying cops. I mean mm-hmm. they just – they don't know who the good guy is. They don't know who the bad guy is, whether it's the southern border or it's international. Yep. Uh, this, this administration is upside down.
2: Yeah, it's embarrassing to watch. We're talking to Tennessee Representative Mark Green from the 7th Congressional District. He will be at the Patriot Awards, ladies and gentlemen. You can come down, meet all your Fox friends, uh, some of your congressional favorites as well. Is this, I got to ask, is this your first Patriot Awards? Because it's a pretty wild thing.
9: I want to make sure I'm, I'm thinking of the right thing. Uh, oh, is, is this during the middle of next week?
2: Yes, we're going to be down. Yeah. Okay. No.
9: Oh, bummer. No, that's not the one I'm going to. Oh, okay. It's for I'm your own safety. Some... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. I was confused there with confusing it with an Reagan thing. That's. Uh at the beginning on Monday. No, no, that's way to that. too
2: that's way too classy for me. I couldn't get into that thing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Uh this is a Fox event, but I'm just I'm just telling you this. Uh it's way too rowdy, okay? You've got a country uh, to uh, save. You can't be hanging out with a bunch of P- TV people at an open <laughs> bar. It's the last thing you need. Uh, man. <laughs>
9: Yeah, those images might not get me reelected, is that what you're
2: saying? <laughs> well, you know, it depends on your district. If you got some fun people they might. That's all. Well I I'm have saying.
9: downtown Nashville. That's my district. So yep. uh, it's a great place and a great uh you know, yep. place to, to blow off some steam and have yep. fun with friends, so I love I love Nashville.
2: Well with that said, uh if you get a phone call from me at three AM, you'll know things went sideways since it's your district, okay? <laughs>
9: That sounds good. I appreciate you out of jail. My man.
2: I appreciate it. We'll do it again soon, okay? Have a great day. Yes, sir. My man. There he goes. Representative Mark Green from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, A combat veteran, but he dodged a true bullet in not going to the Patriot Awards next week. Because I have to tell you, it's rowdy. There are tickets available. It's foxnation.com slash patriot awards. It's really nuts. Like the show itself is amazing. You'll probably cry five times because it's all about honoring people who put on uniforms to protect the country and your freedoms and everything in between. But, and it's, and it's very powerful. And I feel like it should be required viewing because it's not political. You realize the people who put on mun- uniforms every day, these are people who just, you know, you know when you're a little kid and you're playing in the backyard and you wanted to be the hero, whoever the hero was to you as a little kid, you wanted to be Han Solo or Indiana Jones, whatever the hell you wanted to be. I don't know. Captain America, Captain America, if you're like me. But anyway, okay. the people who throw on the uniform are people who wanted to be the heroes, people who wanted to save the day, people who are willing to sacrifice themselves and take extraordinary risks on behalf of strangers they don't even know. It's really powerful when you see the collective harnessed energy of all of those people coming together, you know, beyond politics to just focus on a greater good—it's a really awesome thing to be around. That being said, there's also an open bar. <laughs> I don't even mean free. I just mean there's a bar, and there's a lot of people that work in TV. You'll know all of them if you watch this channel. You'll know everybody there, and we all hang out. It's like you're in a biodome, and we're just trapped inside for 48 hours. So you wind up in, an, you know, you're in like an elevator with Pete Hegseth. You know, it's super hunk. You know, or you're at the buffet with me. Probably more than once uh, the way I'm going these days. You stick me down in Nashville. Oh, man.
3: You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat look at you.
2: Whatever. I'll throw on some spanks if I got. I don't care. I'm not above it. It's TV. But it's a great thing to be a part of. And I will tell you this. Representative Green is a guy who represents downtown Nashville, though. He gets it. One of the things that makes Nashville rock, I say this every time I'm there, is it's a stampeding herd of happiness, everybody's in a good mood because the bar's open at 10 a.m., and they're there to, you know, sing karaoke, buy some boots, get hammered, but they all love America. It's very patriotic. It's such a great town. Like, you would not believe uh, the percentage of set lists that get padded. Like, if you're performing in Nashville, okay, 30% of your set list can just be like, you know, Lee Greenwood, Proud to be an American. You bust out America the Beautiful. Everybody does it. They pad their set list. But I do it because everyone loves it. Those are the songs that really do bring down the house because everybody who's there is in on the joke. But I always marvel when I watch sets. The last time I was in Nashville, um, I was seeing Quadruple. We were in Kid Rock's bar, and John Daly, the golfer, waltzed in in a pair of pretty colorful pants and sang, like, a rendition of God Bless the USA. I don't even know that he was speaking English, but I don't know that I understood English in the capacity that I was in. But it was such a powerful thing to be a part of, because, like, the collective energy in the room, again, was big-time America, weapons-grade America. That's why you go to the Patriot Awards, and, of course, to also feel better about your own drinking problem when you see what the TV people do. FoxNation.com slash Patriot Awards. Back after this with Erica Donalds.
1: A show so good, it moves the stock market. The Dow racing up on Jimmy's remarks. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to have Sean Duffy in the next hour. We will be back to more of your phone calls as well. One of the things we've been talking about as it pertains to the southern border and the fact that we've had 1.7 million known gotaways since Biden took office, the fact that we're facing a humanitarian crisis here uh, in our country, the likes of which we legitimately have never seen. Okay, you've had 8 million people come into this country under Biden and Mayorkas. You have no idea how to defend a nation. They have no idea at all. The people who bear the brunt for this, you know, we always talk about, ah, you get thrown out of hotels. Veterans are getting thrown out of hotels. If you fought for this country, you're in the streets. But if you snuck into this country, you're in the suites.
8: That's not
7: right.
2: But another group that's bearing the brunt of this beyond strained infrastructure and high tax bills are kids. Because these children wind up in schools that don't have the infrastructure or the capacity. And I know that on a personal level because one of our best friends uh, Sandra, who lives down the block, is a school teacher and she's being overwhelmed now with massive class sizes. There's obviously a language gap, and the resources don't exist to provide for these kids. Joining us now on the show, someone is doing a lot to bring attention to that. Someone who is, I mean, almost the closest thing to royalty on this show. Uh, she is the wife of Florida Congressman Byron Donald. She is the great legendary Erica Donalds. Hey, hey, hey.
4: Jimmy, thank you so much. No, this is a big deal. to be with you.
2: Level with me. Okay, no one's listening. It's just you and me. Who picks out Byron's clothes? Byron picks out
4: his own
2: clothes. But I
4: do have influence in the area, for sure.
2: All right, that's interesting that you say that. So you're like a focus group, because I do the same thing. Like, my wife wants nothing to do with the clothes I wear on TV. Like, for real, for real. Like, she doesn't want to own this, but I do use her as like a sounding board. Is that essentially the role that you play?
4: Well, I won't say that he asked me, but I have vetoed a couple of times <laughs> that just do not look acceptable on television.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Erica Donalds, in addition to all of your credentials, okay, you are the CEO of Optima Ed, uh, guest faculty at the Leadership Institute School Board Programs, but you're also—I didn't know this—a sergeant in the Fashion Police. I had no idea. That's right. A decor- when it comes
4: to my own husband, we need to we need to keep him looking good. No, I mean I, he is a reflection of me.
2: I, no, I think you I think you're well within your rights on that. I think you've nailed that one, but I do think, for real, I think you should have veto power, but I think every guy should be trusted to kind of go in his own direction to the extent that it's safe. That's what I think, because... (laughs) Fashion is about capturing your energy on a given day, and if his energy is a certain thing, then he should go with it. But you're right to say certain ties discredit the whole process. You stand your ground. You have our unilateral support here as a radio show. Um, I appreciate that. All right. Let's get on to substantive issues really quick. We do have to do some adulting. I apologize. Um, I was telling a personal story before you came on the air. Uh, One of my friends uh, lives uh, actually four houses down from me here on Long Island, is a city school teacher here in New York, and her class has been completely overwhelmed. And of course, she has compassion. These are children, but they don't have the resources, and everyone's education is suffering as a whole. Is that something you're seeing in Florida and maybe in other states as well?
4: Well, the entire country, and especially our major cities, are seeing a huge influx as a result of the invasion at our Southern border. Mm -hmm. And just like your neighbor, the teachers are suffering, but most of all, this is unfair to American students. I mean, studies have shown even in other countries, when you have a massive influx of immigrants, non-English speaking, they're taking resources away from American children who are already behind because of the pandemic and also decades of failure in our public school system, not to mention. Mm -hmm. Uh, But not only do the teachers' attention get diverse, We're having to hire more social workers, more special needs services, and those are all resources that not only do our districts not have, but these resources should be used to catch up American students who deserve the very best education possible.
2: That's a great point. We're talking to Erica Donalds. Uh, A lot of our kids right now, if you look at proficiency levels— It's not pretty, okay. in terms of just reading at a grade level or being proficient in math or something like that. And it doesn't get better when you dilute the quality of their education. And I don't believe this is the fault of the teacher, per se. The teachers just don't have the resources there to get this done. So what is like between you and me, if me and you took over tomorrow, okay, um, once we got done vetoing Byron's ties, okay, what's the next move? Do you start by securing the border? Like, what is your group trying to prioritize in this moment?
4: Well, I would absolutely say that we need to secure the border because we have to protect our resources. As you said, the proficiency rates are abysmal already, mm-hmm. and we have to stop the bleeding of mm-hmm. pushing these resources out to other students who are even more behind. The next thing you do is what we've started to see slowly, more transparency, more accountability for proficiency rates, not taking them away, like we just saw the state of Oregon do, completely eliminating the requirement of students to be proficient in reading and math to graduate high school. No, we're not gonna lower the bar, but we're gonna be honest about where we are uh, compared to the bar, so everyone knows this is where we have to get to if we, America, wants to compete on the global stage because we are so far behind.
2: Thank you. Very well said. Uh, we're talking to the great Erica Donalds, third member of the Donalds family that I've had on my show. I don't know if you know this, but when we were down at CPAC, Mason Donald snuck onto the show.
4: I remember, and it was the highlight of his life, actually, Jimmy. <laughs> Stop still it. still about it.
2: Stop it. He's like a childhood star. He peaked too soon. Well, listen, we actually resented his appearance because he raised the vocabulary of the show Uh, By way too many words. I'm I'm, I'm one of the I'm one of the is
4: is classically educated. So we're big proponents of classical education. Shout out to the Optimist schools.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Well, I will tell you this. Um. The fact that people are starting to you know, maybe take up this issue a little more vocally is something I appreciate as a parent because the kids right now are getting the bill right for so many political policies that don't benefit them and they have nothing to do with. Like kids don't have a lobbyist group. You know, They have parents, but for the most part, the shutdowns, they were the victims of the shutdowns. You know, the, my, the, the border crisis, they are the victims. So the fact that you're giving them a voice I do think is commendable, and I want to thank you for that.
4: Well, I appreciate that. I've been doing that for over 10 years now, starting with my own children, finding, Mm. like you said, they didn't have a voice, and so many other parents feel the same way. So at Optima, Optima Ed, we're happy to do that, and I appreciate you uh, taking this opportunity to talk about an important subject.
2: Oh, well, to be clear, I'm only buttering you up because I'm performing at a comedy club in Naples next week, and I might need a designated driver.
4: Yes, it's right down the street from my house. We'll, we'll see you there.
2: <laughs> oh, hot damn. That's big talk, Erica Donalds. All right, well, we're going to play the varsity that night. But thanks for this, and I will see you down in Florida. This was epic.
0: Thanks, Jimmy. You're
2: the greatest. There she goes, the legendary Erica Donalds says she's coming out to the the off-the-hook comedy club to see me down in Naples next Friday and Saturday. This could be a problem. No, it's going to be a damn good time. Byron Donalds, Erica Donalds. I don't know if Mason Donalds comes. He's a little young, but he's welcome. We brought Lincoln to comedy shows And think about it. Lincoln turned out just fine. All right. Well, he's decent. Greg Stubbe might be there as well. Ha! damn. We got a star-studded cast in Naples. Buy your tickets to the Off the Hook Comedy Club now. We'll discuss that and so much more with Sean Duffy next.
1: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And here
2: we go. Here we go. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to cable news super honk Sean Duffy about last night's disappointing electoral results for the Republican Party. We'll also take a look into tonight's third GOP primary debate, and of course, some bad poll numbers for the guy who happens to be in charge right now. We're talking about Joe Biden, uh, who is—I got to be honest. Now polling behind Hamas, I think it's not good. It's either that or within the margin of error. It is not looking good uh, for the commander in chief right now. Biden is such a disaster. Agree or disagree. You're still welcome to be a part of this thing. 888-788-9910. That's the phone number. And you're all welcome inside the huddle. Uh, The show has one rule, uh, the only barrier for admission. You can say it every day, and I don't care if you agree. I don't care if you disagree. It's just a talk show. I'm not here to be right. I'm just here to talk, hear what people have to say, and maybe figure out some type of path forward that would create a greater good, okay? Because right now the country's a disaster, and what we need are some people who can be cool. Do you know in Pulp Fiction when the robbery goes sideways and Samuel L. Jackson is saying, he's like, like, uh, you know, tell that... To be cool. He's like, and he's like say, be cool, b-. Okay, that's what we need right now. We need people to be cool. Correct the mundo. So if you listen into the show, that's the only barrier of admission.
7: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
2: <laughs> well, even if you can't dig it, 888-788-9910. Uh, out in California... If you saw me last night, I was on the Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram, uh, and it was a fantastic TV hit. All right, it, was pretty, it was a pretty good hit. All right, I'm not going through this routine for the next half hour. They're giving me a hard time in the control room. But the point is, we had fun on Ingram last night, and one of the issues we got into was the state of California, where Gavin Newsom has just allocated $4 million of taxpayer money. So death row inmates can transition and switch genders on the way out the door. Well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. When you want to talk about a waste of taxpayer dollars, especially in California, where they won't let you have a plastic straw, but they'll let a female inmate... Attach a plastic straw to her body with your tax dollars. What the hell did you just say? Well, I think what I was saying to Ingram is the opposite, right? It's like you've got to pay for some weirdo death row inmate to get rid of his junk so he can start calling himself a woman. It's the Shawshank reduction. Anyway, okay, the point is, this is who Gavin Newsom is. This is what big government looks like. These are the kind of misappropriations that we have right now In these woke states of America. Everything woke turns to Okay, there is no world, none at all, where we owe a death row inmate a gender transition. We're killing these people. It's like the old George Carlin bit. He's like, how come they swab a death row inmate with alcohol before they give him the lethal injection? I think he's got a point. Seriously, you're killing them. Why are they swabbing them with alcohol before you inject a fatal dose of chemicals? Like you don't want them to get infected and die? I, maybe there's something to do with a like humane method or what have you. But at its surface, it seems pretty stupid, as does paying for the transitions, the laser hair removal, or any other, okay, gender reassignment for an inmate. But that's what they've done in California. And Gavin Newsom right now happens to be underwater in the polls. He's actually polling below 50 percent as a guy who wants to replace Joe Biden. He's been running a shadow campaign. He went to Beijing. He went to Israel. He has very much tried to make himself the youthful face of the Democratic Party. The problem is he's turned his state into the world's biggest outdoor toilet. I don't think anybody knows better than Barry. Barry's out in San Diego, California. Barry! How you doing? I like my
13: wife has you on her bucket list.
2: Stop. Whoa, that's sexy. All right. Keep talking. <laughs>
13: <Okay>. <laughs> and and I have no doubt that being 75 years old and a native born Californian, uh-huh. if I watched, I would remember what it was like.
7: <laughs> anyway. Good for you. I'm listening.
13: <laughs> you're complaining about California. Uh-huh. Okay, I've lived here all my life. I'd leave, but being married and loving her still, Mm -hmm. I'm stuck with grandkids here, which are higher on the
2: totem pole than I am. Fair. I respect that.
13: Well, i got to respect it because I'm married.
2: No, I'm the same way. Go ahead. I get
13: that. You're you're missing the whole point. Okay. Okay, number one, (laughs) we get what we deserve. Mm -hmm. Every action we do in our life, whether good or bad, there's a benefit to it. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. Okay? And most people, just like I was, and I'm sure like you, really could give a shit who they voted for in the long run mm-hmm. until they were 35, 40, once they understood where all the damn money was going. Yep. They're too busy raising a family and trying to stay ahead and get a job and mm-hmm. have a future. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the only other issue is. Nancy Pelosi and her, I think it's nephew, mm-hmm. Gavin, have <laughs> taken it to a fine art. Yeah. Oh. They get money through public funds to, let's call it the teachers' union. Mm-hmm. And then the teachers' union take about 75 to 8.5% of that money that they receive in the public funds and donate, donate it back to Nancy. Why does she have so many meetings with them? So she can tell them where to send the money. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good point.
13: They do that throughout all of California. We get what we deserve. Why should we have anything different?
2: Well, that's the problem, man, is I think a lot of what you articulated very brilliantly, I might add, is that a lot of people are asleep at the wheel out there because they're kind of voting based on emotion, based on what sounds like an empathetic cause, but they don't realize everything they're voting for has a price tag. And I think that's the biggest problem right now. And is it in terms of what the teachers are doing? Yep. Yep. Yep.
13: Yep. Okay. You said articulate. Mm -hmm. I'm thank you for your kind thoughts, but how come our politicians can't be articulate in a short time? They could say a lot being articulate rather than bullet points that don't mean shit. Cause they're probably not going to do it anyway. Yep. Well, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I sit out here and I can get stoned just walking downtown. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I used to remember the nickel and dime bags. <laughs> I don't even have to spend the nickel or dime to get stoned anymore. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's no <too> fun. <laughs> I think I think California's major issue is mm-hmm. is the youth. Yeah. Think about it this way. Mm-hmm. When we were young, we had to earn what we got and we tended to an analogy, my son mm-hmm. loved to skateboard, my oldest. Mm-hmm. He had to scrimp and save and go out mow lawns or do whatever to buy a nine dollar pair of skate gloves. Yep. He treasured those skate gloves. Mm-hmm. He loaned them to a friend who loaned them to somebody else and he got pissed. Mm-hmm. Kids nowadays don't have to do that. Yep. Things are given to them. They don't have to earn and appreciate through earning what they have. That's a good point. Let alone too. they have no understanding what it's like in the rest of the world. I mean.
2: Yeah, we don't have a lot of perspective here. That's I say I say that a lot. I don't think I don't think anybody here realizes how far ahead of the game they are just by virtue of the fact that they grew up here, because I I think they've been taught grievance instead of appreciation.
13: Well, I was I was in Asia. Mm -hmm. I was in the service, unfortunately or fortunately, Mm -hmm. figure out that I came back alive. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say because I'm talking to you and having had a meal with in our houseboy's home which is nothing more than a 10 by 15 hut and his three children yeah. his wife fixed the meal the door the floor was basically hard dirt cow dung dried and hardened mm-hmm. okay and he appreciated not only his job as being a houseboy keeping us service guys in line mm-hmm. and clean But he appreciated the home that he had and the family. That's not much. I mean, my garage is bigger than his home that he lived in. Uh People don't understand the perspective of how other people live and then how that develops their social graces within their local society.
2: 100%. Last question while I got you here. Um, Okay. Is your wife going to call into the show?
13: Oh, would you like to say hi to her? <laughs>
2: oh no, I was kidding. No, Don't, get in Don't get me in trouble. do Don't get me in trouble. In other here.
13: words, my, I call my wife ever since I met her. The lady, she's <laughs> my lady. Okay, yeah. so going down the, uh, you know, in the grocery store, you and know. I'm looking for, hey, lady, and every woman looks, and I have to point and say, only her. Oh, hold on funny. for a, just here she is. Oh, Jimmy Fallon, no. say oh, no. hi. No,
6: hello.
2: Is this the lady? Uh, well, she's
13: pushing me away. She's
2: terrified. She didn't ask for this. All right, Barry, we'll work this out another time, you maniac. Hold it together. Well, yeah. But t- Tell your wife hello.
13: And then when you see Gutfeld, mm-hmm. tell him that he's not all that good looking.
2: <laughs> I can't be mean to him. That's considered child abuse. But, Barry, we love you for well, this. I,
13: <laughs> tiny people abuse.
2: There you go. Well said. We'll do it again, brother, and thank you for all the wisdom you shared. The great Barry. Uh, who has a kinky wife, a little bit of stage fright right there. Uh, But anybody who has some animosity towards Gutfeld is fine in my book. We're back after this.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have just received word that James Comer... Has subpoenaed Hunter Biden and James Biden. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. No subpoena yet for the president, but you know what they're trying to get to the heart of. Are you the big man, Joe? We might be uh, inching closer to a definitive verdict on whether or not he is. Uh, by all accounts, the family was absolutely selling influence through the sun. Hunter's a dirtbag. But whether or not that makes its way back to some type of liability for Biden remains to be seen. We will keep you posted. Discuss it with Sean Duffy next. But batting leadoff right now. Back to the phones, Wally
11: in St. Petersburg, Florida. Wally, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay. I listen. I I know there's people all over the place. Um, every election, Americans are the winners. Boom. It's just your your team, your poli- political team may win or lose. But if you get to vote, you're the winner.
2: I'll take it. I'll sign up for that. And
11: I'm and, and I'm just it, as far as I, I crunch numbers and do some consultation, and I'm coming up with something that's not going to make Republicans happy. But it's the numbers are showing a possibility of a Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom presidential ticket for 2024. You think so? It's it, It's a very. It's, it's slim. The numbers are slim right now. But if behind, like I'm not in the behind the, you know, backdoor machinations of the Democrat Party. But if they can, if Joe Biden decides or can convince him to step aside, you can't leapfrog Gavin Newsom over Kamala Harris, but you can tie him to her, Ooh. and that would make her very strong. You as think a so? Ticket. Do you think it's well, to
2: California though? Because they're both from California.
11: Well, it's – just – we're in – you have to get – uh, and I think Republicans need to do a better job of the cultural shifts in this country since the 60s and especially since the internet, that we are this – everybody just looks at visuals. I mean if you can have reality shows that are popular, it's all about visuals, and yeah. actually John John F. Kennedy proved that. And once we became a television society, yeah. it's all about looks, and they – Gavin Newsom makes her look better, mm-hmm. and I think there's a – I think that, in that right now we're at that people would like to see a female president. Mm-hmm. I just think that that there's a very good possibility you may see that happen.
2: Well, I got news for you. The funniest thing that could ever happen is Nikki Haley becoming the first female president because the Democrats will lose their minds. They're not going to celebrate
11: that. Listen, when when you go by performance, she would be a great – she would be just fine as a president, and Mm. she would be obviously much better than Kamala Harris, but – on a ticket. Yeah. You know cuz because I can tell you what's going to happen if it was if it's you know if it's Donald Trump and Nikki Haley they're gonna break out all the bird brain comments. They yeah. they have the upper hand in in the commercialization of the you know, the twenty twenty four election. But that's that's all I got for you today. But like good I job said, Wally. Americans Americans are always winners when we're voting.
2: All right, good stuff, buddy. Like the ode to democracy. The great Wally in St. Petersburg, Beach, Florida. Vinny is in Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know that Vinny is sold on Nikki Haley. Vinny. Hey
8: Jimmy, how are
2: you? Oh, I'm hanging. Hey. Go ahead.
7: The problem I have with Nikki Haley is mm. I equate her with Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. Ooh! I mean,
2: oh, yeah, the that's rough.
7: Why, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. See, the reason why I the reason why I like Trump is he shamed the Republican Party into being more for the people, and mm. I just see Nikki Haley as pre-Trump Republican Party. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think of that opinion?
2: Well, I would say this: even if that's what you feel, I would take pre-Trump Republican Party over current Democrat Party. So I wouldn't consider that to be a disqualifier. But I get what you mean in that there's that old guard vibe. But the truth is, I think she, in the conversations I've had with her on the air and off the air, the you know, the barometer for getting on this show repeatedly is I have to know them off the air and think they believe what they're telling you, because I really don't want to sit here and just be like a propaganda shill for like a political party. And I think she is acutely aware of the challenges facing the country from the standpoint of you know, her family has the background of people who migrated to this country and have a special reverence for it, much the same that Trump does as someone who lived here his whole life and benefited from doing so. Like, what happened to Trump is he always wanted to run for president, But the reason he finally did commit to it, aside from wanting to be president, was you do develop an appreciation for this country when you realize how much it's helped you, you know, accumulate the quality of life that you have. And I think Nikki Haley gets that. And I think American privilege, which is something I talk a lot about, is something very few politicians emphasize. Trump does it better than anybody. But I think Haley does it well, too, and the idea of her being president to me would be amazing because I think she could do the job. I don't think she is as Lindsey Graham-ish as you might say, Uh, but I do think just the specter of the first – the first anything being Republican is the funniest thing that could ever happen in the age of identity politics because you understand if a woman wins the presidency and it's Kamala Harris or it's any other Democrat – There's going to be like a forced crying session for about a month. They're going to break glass ceilings at every public event you ever attend for the next five years and talk about what a triumphant time this is for America. But if the first female vice president is Republican, there's going to be a meltdown because they're not going to acknowledge it as progress. They're going to say she's not even a real woman. And that's the part I think is funny. But all I will say, then, is even if we disagree on Haley, would you agree that she's better than Biden?
7: Oh, listen, I'm a moderate Democrat that doesn't have a Democrat to vote for anymore. (laughs) I I switched. I mean, I went from Obama twice— to Trump twice. And I don't see any any Democrat worth anything anymore. No, it's very disappointing.
2: It's a mess. The last the last halfway decent Democrat was Mitt Romney. And uh, I don't know (laughs) that he was interested (laughs) as such. Vinny, I appreciate your insights. Please call back any time and give me any take you got on on all of it. Very sharp stuff, as always. Uh, Sean Duffy around the corner. He's got a lot to react to. Let's hope he buckles up, gets out of the hair and makeup chair. I know he's getting pretty, but now we got to get dirty. Let's go. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fella. And we are going to bring on one of our buddies who has to join us over the phone because there were just so many screaming, adoring fans outside the studio. It became a security risk here at Fox. They just wouldn't even let him attempt to make it down to the 15th floor. Cable news superhunk, Sean Barry, uh, Sean Duffy. Sorry, that's my neighbor. Sean Duffy's back. Hey, man. Jimmy Phil, I'm not sure about screaming and adoring fans at Fox, but I can say probably screaming
5: kids at my house. <laughs> that's, probably, that's the only screaming I get, Jimmy. You get the screaming adoring fans.
2: Well, listen, Good I I agree with
5: you though. Uh, Thanks for having me.
2: Even 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 if by phone, uh, you do pick up the spirit of the show and you need to know that. And that's why we're happy to have you on, Sean. Uh, with, well, or without the, with, with or without the screaming kids. Now, the problem is, okay, you have 100 kids in the year 2023 where well, you can't do any of the things our parents did. Like, our parents had screaming kids, and they'd give us, like, a shot of brandy when we were three and knock us out.
5: Or they would have a station wagon, and they'd put, like, 10 kids in a station wagon, like, five and back, and off you would go. And now it's, like, everyone needs a seat and a seatbelt and all that jazz times are
2: changing jimmy time was you could let one of these kids drive the car and you could be in the back you know
5: exactly. when you're coming home from the bar in wisconsin it's like you can sign you're gonna you're gonna drive home I'm,
2: I'm, happy you're 12 years old have, happy I'm 12th birth, happy 12th birthday take the back roads you know what i'm saying that's right take that's exactly right take the back roads well let's talk about there's a lot to get to And, Sean Duffy, you know things, but let me start here, okay? I was reading uh, a report earlier that Tim Ryan – you know your way around the the, uh, halls of Congress. Of course, he was in the Senate. But Tim Ryan is calling on Biden to get out of the race. Is that significant or is that just one dude? So we're
5: talking Tim Ryan, Democrat congressman, used to be from Ohio, ran for the Senate. Yes. Yes. So, listen – so Tim Ryan is kind of a blue dog Democrat, yeah. okay. right? He kind of had some progressive leanings, but yeah, he he uh, he kind of had some Republican tendencies. It's a huge deal, and and the dirty secret Jimmy is Democrats aren't dumb; they see what everyone sees about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. The man is failing, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's you know verbally, policy wise, um, just physically. And they see his poll numbers down at 36%. And they go, this this guy probably can't win. Yep. The problem Democrats have, Jimmy, is that if Joe Biden gets out, Democrats have a civil war. Because you're stuck with Kamala Harris on one side, who is a minority woman, mm-hmm. um, who can't win because she's horrible. Or you have like a guy like Gavin Newsom on the other side, who's a white guy who Democrats hate. Do they and ever? so that civil war will be intense they don't want that civil war so they they've analyzed it and think that Joe Biden is better than the civil war one of the most loyal blocks of voters for the Democrats are African American women yeah you don't go with Kamala Harris those ladies are staying at home they're <laughs> not coming out and Democrats don't win
2: yes
8: so
5: this is an understanding they're like nope we're just going to sit out well and uh, what's his name Obama's uh, yeah. former yeah Axelrod political advisor Axel axelrod said the same thing so, then walk we'll it back. Are you saying? Yeah, the same thing. So
2: you're saying they'd rather run a Biden with dementia than a Kamala with Kamala.
5: That's, yes, that's exact. Wait, wait, this be succinct to, to me. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and they all get they all get the joke. They all understand it. And that's that's the hor- they're going to run the old, decrepit, deficient. Horrible- uh huh. Kitchen.
2: <laughs> Sean Duffy is on the line telling it like it is you can watch him tonight and every night on the bottom line on the Fox Business Network hot show if ever there was one and uh, you know we bring up business because at the end of the day I think so much of what will ultimately determine who is on the ticket is fundraising and it sounds like Biden is not having a problem fundraising it sounds like they're bringing in good money
5: they are here's the problem though Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're not giving to Joe Biden because they love Joe Biden. Yep. They're giving to Joe Biden because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Right. The, mm-hmm. Trump is the motivating factor for Democrats to give, and it's it's the oxygen of a campaign. Or it's yep. you know bullets in the chamber. If we were gonna you know go yeah, back neither. to the old eighties, that like we could say that. Uh huh. <laughs> it's it's how it's how you run your campaign. Money 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 matters. Yep. And last night, Jimmy, what happened? You know, across the country, Democrats had a really good night. Yep. Abortion worked for them. Yep. And. If you're Joe Biden, you sit back and go, look, we won in 2022. We just won last night. Joe Biden, the polls might say one thing, but I'm gold. I'm political gold. Keep me in the race. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, Joe Biden wasn't on the ballot. That's not true. But you can make the case to Democrats, and that can be pretty effective.
2: Yep, no question there. We're talking to the great Sean Duffy. Uh, You know, when I look ahead – I think the I think the reality for tonight is because you got this big GOP primary debate. okay. I I don't know that everyone's going to rush out and watch this thing because it's Garfield minus Garfield. You know, with no Trump, there just hasn't been the same level of attention or energy going into it. But when you bring up uh, the idea of voting for something instead of voting against something, you know, the Democrats are voting against Trump. They're not necessarily voting for Biden. Um, this is where I think tonight's debates hold value, though. If you're looking at a world where Trump isn't on the ticket, and I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but it would probably be prudent of every voter out there to get a feel for who's on the stage besides Trump that they could vote for, would you not say?
5: I, I would agree. And that's why the tact that Vivek Ramaswamy has taken He's he, recently he's not really talking about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of channels some Trump policies. Mm-hmm. That's smart because none of the guys in the not gonna beat Donald Trump, yeah. If something happens where Donald Trump is convicted and they sent him to jail, you know, the, 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 the indictments haven't affected his poll number,
2: yeah. That's the thing, and
5: change that, mm-hmm. right? And you want to be the guy. That is like – I watched him, and he was smart, and he wasn't slashing the tires of the guy that I liked, Donald Trump. Yep. He was actually talking about his own ideas, his own policy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think this matters. And I think the guy would be Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And Ron is not playing this well. Like, he's trying to fight the, the, the big dog in the room, Donald Trump. Yep. And it's like, Ron, you're not going to beat him. You wanna, You want to be – yeah, you go. I'm asking a girl to the prom, and she says, "No." You want to be the second one on the roster that gets asked, Jimmy?
1: <laughs> he's, yeah.
2: a, he's the second girl asked to the prom. Not the first. Come on, Sean, Sean Duffy, guy like me never hears no. What are we talking about here? I, I got game. Well,
5: we, we, you were on my show on on Monday night, and you had these fabulous, like white shoes, like like Elvis would have worn the shoes that you were wearing. <laughs> shoes like that, girls don't say no,
2: Jimmy. No, ma'am. They do. They'll call me the king of cable news for nothing. Next time, I'll bring the rhinestones. <laughs> Uh,
5: I'm surprised you didn't have mine with the shoes.
2: That's for sweeps week. We got to save the certain, you know, certain gambits for certain times. Um, listen, yes. I, I know you've got a river to cross hot stuff, but I'll see you when you get here, okay?
5: Jimmy, you are the best. You are the, you, you have the, the voice and the body for radio. You crush it in TV. You kill it. You come in the bottom <laughs> line all the time. We are so grateful for that. By the way, again, it's 6 o'clock Eastern, Fox Business Channel with Dagan McDowell. You don't want to miss it. No, ma'am. All the time. So Required
2: watching. Thanks. We watch it twice in the Fela House, twice a night. And I th- I would suggest the <laughs> same for every one of our listeners. Sean ba- you're the best, Sean Duffy. I'll see you back here.
5: Jimmy, you never lie. Thanks,
2: Teresa. <laughs> there he goes, the great Sean Duffy. We love him. Uh, watch him every night on the bottom line on the Fox Business Network. It's too funny because I was bringing him on the air, and I almost called him my neighbor, Sean Barry. Have you ever had a checkup? But it is funny. The two guys in, that I'm buddies with in my life who have the best energy, Sean Barry, it's a fantastic guy, lives around the block from me. He has drank more beer in my backyard than I have. He's one of those guys that comes over your house. You you know you can go to bed. He's still going to be. There. <laughs> it doesn't. You leave for work the next morning. He's still sitting in your backyard. He's like one more cigarette, one more cigarette. Uh, but he has that same feel good energy that a guy like Sean Duffy does. And uh, I like it's the hope, this. It's my whole point of being alive, man. Okay. Uh, I like people who are a force multiplier of positive energy. You'll never be in a room where Sean Duffy or my buddy Sean Barry walks into and the collective mood doesn't improve because, you know, they're like smart, fun, good time people, you know, that aren't going to drag the room down with some type of drama or petty personal grievance. The best life advice I can give you, whatever you're trying to do with your life, do it like you're a dog who has a job. You know, everybody's happy when a dog shows up. Oh, who's that right there? Who's a big boy? Who's a good boy? Oh, that whole thing. I say that every day. When you go to the airport and you see the dog who's in charge of checking luggage, he's always wagging his tail and he has a big doggy smile on his face because he can't believe they're counting on him to save the plane. It's kind of humbled, flattered by the whole thing. And it's exciting. And that's me. Every time I walk onto a TV set or a radio show, I can't believe they're counting on me to save the show. So the tail's wagging, we're always in a good mood. And that's the best life advice I can give you. If you're a force multiplier of positive energy, everybody will be happy to see you entering the room. Uh, maybe not sad to see you go, but, you know, understanding that they are uh, less off uh, because your presence is no longer there. And if they learn to value your presence, they find ways to include you in things you might want to be a part of. And I think it's really good life advice. You know, how I always say, like, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a— Okay, but if that's too far into the weeds, just go out and be a dog with a job. That's very much Sean Duffy. Uh, As it pertains to the job of presidency, we got a bunch of candidates taking the stage tonight. I will give you a level of weapons grade honesty when we come back in terms of what to watch, where to watch it, because it's not on my channel tonight. I'm not going to be here. I'm going out to Cat Tim's stand up show at the Hard Rock around the block and acting excited to be there. Uh, No, it's going to be great. But uh, Gutfeld will be there, all all, all Fox pals. But when you watch this debate tonight, if you're not coming to hang out with Kat, okay, watch the debate, and I'll tell you how to watch it
1: next. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more.
9: We'll
2: probably
3: sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy.
1: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: You might not have known this, but there is a third GOP primary debate tonight. Nikki Haley will be on the stage. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. Come on. Chris Christie will be there.
11: There's a slob. There's a real slob. Come on, man. There's a good Vivek Ramaswamy. This guy will say anything. All right.
2: Well, Ron DeSantis will be there as well.
11: Get him out of here. Get
2: him out. So Trump does not sound like he's a fan of the field. Well, Trump isn't going to be there, uh, as you probably know by now. But the third debate is going on nonetheless. And I always tell people to watch this stuff if you can, just to get a feel for the character of the person. I just want people to vote for something. I don't care if you vote Democrat. I want you to vote for something. OK, Vinny, who called in earlier from Connecticut, made a brilliant point. He said he's a moderate Democrat, but he has nobody to vote for right now because his party left him behind. That's something you hear a lot from people like Bill Maher. Okay, Bill Maher is still a liberal, but the reason Bill Maher doesn't align with his party is the bar. The party has abandoned all of its principles. They were the party of free speech for a long time. Then you couldn't say anything. Then all of a sudden it was okay to say you supported a terror group.
8: What the hell is the world coming to?
2: I don't know. They're just all over the map. But as it pertains to tonight, you should always be watching in terms of who you could vote for. Okay, I get that Biden is historically unpopular. We've never, since polling began, had a higher percentage of Americans who felt like we were headed in the wrong direction. That's a reality that we see under Joe Biden that we've never seen before. We've had presidents who led us through unpopular wars, presidents who led us through depressions, presidents who led us through housing collapses. Joe Biden is the lowest polling president in the history of our country. Biden sucks. Okay, so when you talk about him running again... In theory, there's no way in hell you should do it. But the reason they're going to try to pull it off is because if Biden wins, the rest of them are all in charge. That's true. That is true. The appeal of Biden, okay, is that he can't do the job. As weird as that sounds to you and me, because we want a formidable president in there. Biden's selling point is that he's not formidable. And that people behind the scenes, the D.C. bureaucrats who really run the country, get to play a larger role if he wins. That
7: is correct.
2: So when it comes to beating him, which I think everybody in both parties should be on board with doing. okay, whether that means you're a Democrat who just wants him to get primaried and somebody beats him or you are a Republican who wants a Republican to win. I don't think anyone listening to the show in good conscience should want him to win again. Because if he wins, that means more bureaucracy in our life. Okay, you know the bureaucrats? Okay, when they went out and shut down the schools, denied your kid an education, if he went to public school, forced him onto Zoom, where kids lost up to two years of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. That was decided by bureaucrats, okay? Forcing a mandate. All of these climate initiatives, okay? Car companies need to make this percentage of electric cars. You know, you can't have this type of stove. You know, the Democrats like to tell you when it comes to abortion rights, the government needs to stay out of your bedroom. But the government bureaucrats in D.C. are in every other room of my house. They're filming an HGTV show right now. Here's the stove you can use. Now let's, let's leave the kitchen, go over to the garage. Here's the car you can drive. Let's leave the garage. Go and check the water heater. Okay, let's get that out of the way. That's what they're doing now. They're telling you, oh, here's the light bulb you've got to use. They say, you know, stay out of the bedroom. They're in every room of the house. They're on the roof of the house telling you you got to put solar panels on it. They're everywhere. And the truth is a lot of what's happening to us in, their, in our country is not something you vote for. Okay, when the Inflation Reduction Act spent $1.2 trillion, none of which had to do with inflation. What a fraud. But they did it anyway. Because they wanted to invest in climate change. But we didn't vote for that. We didn't say, hey, can you at a time when we're $33 trillion in debt, print and spend another $1.2 trillion? That is financial lunacy. Which is why nobody voted for it. But bureaucrats did it to us anyway. They're the ones that regulate away your freedoms. And when they go out there and tell the president, well, it's an emergency, declare an emergency, and that gives the government the right to take away your powers, that's what they do. That's what a COVID emergency was. That's what a climate emergency will be. Okay, bureaucrats are ultimately going to push Biden to declare one, which is going to curtail a lot of your freedoms. And Biden is too spineless to stand up and say no. Okay, I tell you this all the time. Joe Biden as a president is the equivalent of an elderly relative with dietary restrictions. You've all gone out to dinner with your old grandpa, your uncle, or something, and the waitress comes, and he's like, I'll have the lasagna. And then before the waiter walks away, you can grab him and go, "Listen, he can't have cheese. Uh, bring him the steak. He won't know the difference. It's fun." Okay, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's totally fun." Ten minutes later, the steak comes, and he's like, "Yeah, so glad I ordered the steak. This is great." Biden's lost his marbles. But for real, that is Biden. Okay, that's what he'll do. Okay, as a politician, he was like, "I'll have the lasagna," and they were like, "No, no, he can't. He can't have the. He needs to have the bacon wrapped socialism. You've got, you've got to bring him the cultural Marxism and the." Uh, You know, the climate ideology and everything in between, because John Kerry's trying to make some money off this deal.
1: Money, 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 money.
2: Okay, that's what's going on right now. You need an able bodied president who has all of their faculties, someone who can be their own person, if for no other reason than because we will have some modicum of a voice in the government and how it functions. Right now, okay, we had an election. OK, Biden wound up winning the election in 2020.
8: I don't remember that ever happening, but it did.
2: OK, but the bottom line is we didn't get a president. We got an empty vessel through which D.C. bureaucrats could regulate away most of the freedoms you enjoy. Tell them like it is. So even if you're a Democrat, you can, there's no world where we as a country benefit with four more years of Joe Biden. OK, 76 percent of Americans think we're going in the wrong direction right now. Okay, if this is a sports team, not only have they fired the coach, but by now they've fired the general manager who hired him. Okay, if this is any other job besides President of the United States, everyone's been fired. So there's no world where we can look out at the single most important job being done in the world and say they deserve a do-over. If 76% of the passengers think the vehicle's headed the wrong way, it's time to make a change before it's too late. And this debate tonight's an opportunity to look into new drivers because the old one
11: sucks. (laughs)